Vox Quick Hits. A heads up. This episode is about a mass shooting, racism, and misogyny. On Tuesday evening, Georgia's Cherokee County was on alert. At Bells Ferry Road in Woodstock, you can see several police cars on both sides of the roadway. Traffic appears to be at a standstill on one side. There was a shooting at a spa in Ackworth, a town just north of Atlanta. Right across the street from us, you can see there, it's taped off. Uh, several investigators going in and out of the building right now. That's where the shooting took place. Three people dead, two injured. We're uh, continuing to stay out here. Less than an hour later, there were two more shootings at spas in Atlanta. We have two crime scenes here, it's clear. Uh, yellow crime scene tape uh, in front of two places. Officers are outside the aromatherapy spa. You can see a lot of police cars there and crime scene tape. And then we're going to pan over here. Uh, to the Gold Spa. Police arrested the suspect later that night. Officers later captured 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long, 150 miles south of Atlanta. In total, eight people were killed. Six were women of Asian descent. Some of the victims' names, they include Delena Ashley Yown, 33 years old, Paul Andre Michaels, 54, Xiao Jie Yan, and Dao Yo Fung, just 44 years old. The day before the shooting, on the floor of the Georgia State Legislature, Senator Michelle Au, who represents the state's 48th district, said this. Georgia should not consider itself immune from this epidemic. And to be clear, the epidemic I'm referring to is not COVID-19, but racism towards Asian Americans. In the last year, 32 incidents of hate crimes towards our API community here in Atlanta have been reported. Today, she stepped away from a legislative session for a few minutes to talk with us. Yeah, the timing of my remarks is um, in some ways, it's in some ways remarkable just how proximate it was to me speaking about this issue. But in another way, anytime I spoke about Asian American discrimination and violence, especially in this last year, there would have been something that happened pretty soon after. We need attention to this issue as a preventative just as much as we need to shine light on incidents that have already taken place. It doesn't feel good to be right about some things, and it doesn't feel good to be right about this, but I'm hoping that we can channel this attention now towards the change that we need to see. Hmm. This crime, these shootings, happened uh, in the Atlanta area, not far from the district that you represent, Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what it is like for the Asian American community living in the Atlanta area? Yeah, so I've talked with many members of my community, and my community skews heavily Asian American Pacific Islander. I'll just tell you that my Senate district, which is District 48, is more than 24% AAPI as of 2010. And we're still awaiting the the latest census to show us what those numbers are now, but I assume it's going to be even higher than that. So in my communities, what I'm hearing is that people are terrified, right? They feel unsafe. They're concerned about doing even the simplest things outside of their homes, like going to the supermarket, especially our Asian elders who have been targeted, especially in other cities. Um, 
are extremely concerned. And there is a sense that up until now, not enough attention has been paid to this issue. And even when these issues get reported or brought up, that people don't notice and don't listen and don't care. So that is not a good feeling for a community that is frankly living in fear and has been living in fear for at least the past year since the advent of the coronavirus has turned a lot of attention towards our Asian community in a way that is frankly discriminatory and paints with a broad brush. Yeah. And, you know, as a lawmaker, I know you're trying to bring more attention to this issue because you just spoke on the floor of the Georgia State Senate about it. But after something so high profile that's gotten local attention, that's gotten national attention, that's even gotten international attention, what action do you think needs to be taken at this point? I want to start with the basics because I think that we have really been behind in how we are addressing discrimination and violence in the AAPI community. So the first thing I would like to do is to do what we're doing right now, which is to raise awareness, because I think that many people in our community, especially people who live outside the AAPI community, aren't even aware that this is going on. And the reason I know this is because after I gave my speech on the Senate floor, many other legislators came up to me saying, oh, thanks for saying that. I didn't know this was going on. So even to people who are so invested in in current events and the, the, the state of the state, we're not aware that these incidents were taking place. So I think raising awareness is the very first thing that we can do. The second thing I would like to work on, and this is going to be work that has to be done both from the legislative level and with community partners, is making it easier for people to report these incidents as they happen. And I think I've said in the past that it's difficult to fix a problem when you can't measure the problem, right? And we know that these incidents, when they're not so big and flashy like this, when they don't command as much attention, tend to be vastly underreported, right? And there's a lot of reasons for that. In the API community, especially one that is has many like new immigrants, new Americans, there are significant language barriers that people don't feel comfortable reporting to someone who doesn't speak their language. They don't want to engage with law enforcement. There's a apprehension of law enforcement itself, sometimes with respect to uh, you know immigration status, that there's a reasonable fear and apprehension for engaging government uh, entities and that type of thing. And also people feel from watching the media and watching what has been happening that even if they do report, nothing happens because this has been going on, as we noted, for a year. And we've been talking about it, at least in our communities, for a year or more. And no one has seen any significant change and no one has felt any safer. And if anything, people feel more unsafe because these incidents are actually escalating. So what I would like to start seeing and what I would like to start working on with our community partners is in language outreach in our communities, having community partners actually go into the community, uh, emphasize the importance of people reporting these events, uh, having easier ways for them to report, um, emphasizing, uh, you know, the, the measures we're taking based on this information to promote change, because otherwise there does seem to be a sense of hopelessness about what the point is. What do you think the community, the greater Atlanta community, the greater Asian American community needs right now to heal? What I think we need in the immediacy is that we need uh, support for the families of those who have been affected. And we are still gathering information about the victims and their families, but they are going to need support, right? These were all um, low wage earners. They're working uh, in these spas 
for what we presume is not very much money. We don't know who they were supporting, but they're going to need financial help. So as we get that information, I would like to see our community organizers and the larger Atlanta and Metro Atlanta community really try to chip in and um, support these families through what must be an incredibly difficult time. I'm sure they are also having a very bad day. So let's do that first. The second thing uh, that I'd like to see is um, a little bit more speaking out on these issues from people who aren't necessarily in the AAPI community, right? When you have a community that has been historically overlooked and had their issues um, dismissed in a big way, right? These problems are not new. None of this is new, right? That what helps perhaps the most is to have other voices, other champions, other allies speak to those same issues and amplify them, right? Because clearly that's what we need in this moment. If people aren't listening to just us talking, we need to talk louder and we need other people to be saying the same thing. Well, Senator Al, thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.